Hello, everybody, and welcome in to today's episode of the Press Box Report. Today is August 21st, 2023. Sorry I haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. I don't remember why I haven't, but I just took a few weeks off. But I'm back now, so let's just dive right in. So we're going to start off this week with baseball with our highs and lows not a whole lot of changes but you'll see I want to say one of the only changes right off the bat so we're gonna go with our highs first from three to one number three the Los Angeles Dodgers are 76 and 47 coming in at first in the NL West whenever I looked at the standings I was surprised to see how competitive this division was considering I thought it kind of took a dip in in the talent. Really, it was only the Rockies, but the Dodgers are still holding on strong, being one of the top teams still in the MLB. Number two, I think last week they were on in the same area, and this was number two, the Baltimore Orioles coming in at uh, having a record of 77 and 47, only a game better than the Dodgers. I'm actually really surprised that they are still this high, considering they're first in the AL East. So you, you won't be seeing the Rays on this list this week. And I'm just surprised because they don't really have any, like, names that you would recognize from years prior. And now to the number one team in the MLB right now is, to no one's surprise, the Atlanta Braves, the record of 80 and 43. Very good team, very good record. I would say a pretty easy division. I feel like their only two competition is the Phillies and the Mets, but the Marlins and the Nationals are just mediocre. So I don't think it would be that hard for the Braves to hold on to this lead and finish the season, being the best team in the MLB. Now we go down to the lows, and I'm pretty sure this is pretty similar to what it was last time. And number three is the Colorado Rockies with a record of 48 and 76. I know that they've made some trades earlier in the year, but – I just think this is probably because they play a lot of good teams. They play the Dodgers, who are on our highs list. They play the Giants, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks, who all either have a good roster or have been playing good this year. Number two, so our second worst team in the MLB, is the Kansas City Royals with a record of 40-87. and I don't really know why this team is doing so bad. They have some good players. They have Salvador Perez at catcher. Yes, catcher isn't typically your best, like, sluggers. But it's also a pretty easy division, so I'm surprised that they are this low. And the worst team, to no one's surprise, is the Oakland Athletics with a record of 34-90. I just think that Oakland needs to kind of rebuild, spend a little bit more there. The They spend the least amount of money in the MLB. I think they need to change something. Maybe a coach, like the manager, maybe the GM. Maybe just they need to spend more money. I don't know. I 
I'm not in charge of them. But they definitely do need to figure something out. Now we go to the NFL and have a few updates from training camp. Whenever Trey Lance played, he had a bad game in the preseason. And it's pointing to Sam Darnold may be the backup for the starter. But I could... Uh, for Brock Purdy, but I could see if Brock Purdy has a s- tough start, Darnold could take over for a little bit. And Tannehill is on the hot seat, not likely to play for Tennessee next year. I definitely think he could not start the whole season. I could see Will Levis taking over at some point. But I don't think Will Tannen, not Will Ryan Tannehill, is out of the NFL. I could see him still being a starter next year, but on a different roster, or being one of those guys for a team that drafted a rookie, like maybe Arizona. If they do get rid of Kyler Murray, I could see him going there. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And then, still in the NFL, we have some off-season signings. Dalvin Cook. Signs with the Jets. Ezekiel Elliott signs a one-year deal with the Patriots. What does this these signings mean for Breeze Hall and Armander Stevenson? So we're gonna start with Breeze Hall. I I don't think I still no I do still think he's gonna be the main guy, but he won't have as many touches as he had last year because if Dalvin Cook is who we think he is. He'll still be pretty good. He'll still be able to run the ball. I still think Brees Hall is going to be their main guy, but I think Cook might have some of the carries, maybe some of the touchdowns. But I wouldn't be freaking out if I was Brees Hall or a fantasy. Or, like, if you had him in fantasy, I wouldn't be freaking out. I think it's going to be a 65-35 split on touches. Number Mondra Stevenson, I think he will – retain most of his touches. I just think the short down rushes will go to Zeke. So I the main thing I think Zeke might have more touchdowns than Stevenson because of those short carries. That's really how Zeke's been playing in recent recently. He's not the guy that we remember from 2016 or 2017 where you can get those 20 30 yard carries, but he still is a good player. Now, we go over to fantasy sports, well, fantasy football to be specific, and we're going to be talking about the most underrated players at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So we're going to start with quarterback, and each of these has three, and we go from three to one on each. So the third most underrated quarterback, in my opinion, is Derek Carr. I think part of this is because we don't really know how well He's going to play. But if you look at the Raiders and then you look at the Saints, I would argue the Saints have a better roster than the Raiders did. Yes, the Raiders had one of the best wide receivers in Devontae Adams. But the Saints have Chris Olave, who's a young receiver who I definitely could see become a star. I, for those reasons, I think – and he's going 
close to the 15 or 18 spot in drafts, I'm pretty sure. So he could he's being drafted as like a backup in fantasy. Number two, Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota. He has two, well, we know one, and I bet another good receivers and a good tight end. So I think he can take a step forward. Sorry about that. That was my phone. But Kirk Cousins, I think, will be taking a step forward and be able to be very good. He is also being drafted as a backup closer to the 12 spot. So I could see him in some leagues being drafted as a starter, depending on how many teams there are. But in a 10 or 12 team, I think in 12 he might just slip in there. But I could see him in – I would feel comfortable starting him as a starter. And number one being the lowest on the list is Jimmy Garoppolo out of Las Vegas. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo has ever been a bad quarterback. Has he ever been a star? Not really, but I think he's a solid backup. I think he's being drafted more as a third string, which I think is too low. I think the Raiders will be decent. I think they'll be the third best team in the AFC West. But I would I would be comfortable having Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup. Now we go to wide receiver. So number three is Jalen Waddle. A lot of people have him being their like number three wide receiver or their flex. Or you might even slide him into their your second one. I think second should be where he goes. If you look last year, he played very well even with Hill. But considering that Hill has a kind of sketchy history being getting suspended, I wouldn't be surprised if he something like that happens again. And I just think Waddle has always been a very good player, and I think he's going just a little bit too low. Number two, this is a former star, and I still think he is worth being your second or third wide receiver in Debo Samuel. The only reason why he's not my number one most underrated is because he plays for the 49ers. They got four good players. They got McCaffrey, they got Samuel, they got Ayuk, and they got Kittle. And I only think two of them are going to be good. I would say probably McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey. And then I would say Samuel, but you never know. It could be Kittle, it could be Ayuk, it could be someone else. But I still think having Samuel on your roster is a good play. And I just think he's going a little bit too low considering how well he's played in his past. And then number one, we mentioned him already on this show, is Chris Olave with the New Orleans Saints. I think he's going to be a star. Hasn't broke out yet, but I, which I think is great because I, he, he played very well last year, and I think he's hasn't peaked yet. Um, I don't think he's been like his former player in Garrett Wilson where I could see Wilson not being as good as what he was last year, but I definitely think Olave will be better than what he was last year. Now we go to running back, number three. This is our only rookie on the list from Seattle, Zach Charbonnet. Considering you don't know if Walker is going to be ready to go and play well, I do think that Walker and Charbonnet will at least share carries. And I could see Charbonnet by the end of the year being their main guy. So I think he's being a little low. I'd put him more up in the range with like Montgomery. He's just a little bit behind them. 
but I don't think he should be your starter. I think he should be like your third running back, third or fourth running back, but not your flex. Number two, another young guy. I think this will be his second or third year. James Cook. Considering we never know who's going to be the running back for Buffalo, I think this is his year. That he's really one of their only running backs. Devin Singletary left. I think Zach Moss might be there. He might have left. I don't remember. But Zach Moss is getting older anyway. And I think James Cook is just a good bench spot for your running back. Kind of hold him. See if he does anything. If he does, great. If he doesn't, he is kind of underrated. So you can, I think you can get him as a steal. And then number one, Damian Pierce. I really do think everyone is too low on him. He's a very good running back, and I think people need to realize that. Yes, he's on the Texans, but they have a new quarterback. They got a new tight end. I think this can be a good season for Pierce. I would be happy having him as my flex. Or possibly even my number two running back, depending on who else I have. Now we go to tight end. Number three, this is kind of a stretch. He's kind of high, but tight end is the hardest one out of these two talk about because there's a big gap between great tight ends and then just like everyone else number three coming from cleveland david Najoku. he was very good i just think he should be higher than darren waller and he's not i would put him right behind tj hawkinson i think that those two are kind of comparable especially if watson and cleveland can get his act together I think he'll have a good season. Number two, this player's on a new team. We talked about him as well. Number two, Dalton Schultz, now in Houston. If you look back to how we played in Dallas, it was very good, and they already had better wide receivers. So if C.J. Stroud can connect with him, I think Schultz will be a very good tight end and can move up into the top five for tight end and jump over goddard if this does work out and number one this guy is also on a new team when he was down in miami he was a very good tight end he's getting older but i don't think that's a bad thing i think mac jones will be able to play better they've they got him and they got juju this is mike gasicki i think gasicki is still a startable tight end i would have him around 10 12 somewhere like that but I think some people are lower on him. So that's going to do it for fantasy. And now we go to our last segment in tiers. And today they're going to be U.S. cities. I will just say three of these cities, and I'll, when we get to them in the tiers, I will say this. But there's only three out of, I want to say, 11 that I have not gone to. But I've heard about them. But just take that with a grain of salt. So the cities that we have is New York. Chicago, Miami, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Los Angeles, Houston, Denver, Las Vegas, and Boston's in there. I don't know if I said that, though. But, yeah, Boston. So, Tier 1, there's only one team, and it is Boston. I might be a little biased to where I'm from, but I just think it seems pretty safe. It's not the like most unsafe i mean any city is not going to be the safest place but compared to other cities that are bigger and even 
about the same size. It I do think it is safer than some of the other ones on this list, and it I it's it's one of the more fun ones. You can take ferries around. They have all of the major sports teams. They got the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Red Sox, and the Brewers. They might even have a soccer team. I don't know. I don't follow soccer. So I just think this is a good city. It's a big city, but not too big where you can. it just feels off. Number two is Las Vegas and Denver. Denver is one of the ones I've never been to. Vegas I have been to. I'll start with Denver. I have never really heard anything terrible about Denver. All I really heard is it's a mile-high city. I think that sounds pretty cool. And I think that I've heard good things about Colorado. So I think Denver would be a good city. And Vegas, if you've been, you know what I'm talking about. But Vegas is just fun. It's its own little area. You go out a mile or two away from the Strip, you're in the desert. That's just cool to me. It's like this little bump in the map, and you wouldn't think it should be in Nevada, but it is. It's just like a street or two with a bunch of hotels, a bunch of casinos, a bunch of buffets. I just think it's cool, and yes, it's not the safest city, but it's more of a tourist area. So I feel like if if you stay where you're supposed to with other people, you're going to be safe most of the time. Number three. These are kind of more of our smaller cities. They're Baltimore and Cleveland. I like both of them. I know Baltimore can be a little bit, depending on the area, not as safe. But it is cool. They got the Orioles and the Ravens. And both their stadiums are, like, right next to each other. That's really cool. They got their crab. Can't can't forget about the crab and Old Day. That's really cool. Yes, it is really close to Washington, but Personally, I like Baltimore more than D.C. There's just something about it that that's cool. Then Cleveland, on the other hand, I've been to Cleveland many times. It's cool. It if you stay like in the main area, like the main street, it's it's cool. They got a good mall. They got football, baseball, basketball. No, no hockey. And I just think this is a good city. And it's kind of an older one. It's not as big as it used to be because a lot of the factories are shut down, but it still is a good city. That's why it's down here at number three instead of higher. Number four, we got a, a bigger city. It's Chicago. I love Chicago. The only reason why it's down here is I know it's very unsafe. A lot of shootings in Chicago. That's why it's down here. I mean, yes, any city you're going to have unsafe areas, but I feel like Chicago, there's just more areas that you don't want to go to. I think it's South Chicago, I think. I think that's what it is. It's just the more unsafe area. But Chicago's still fun. I like the mile-long street or whatever it's called, all the shopping. That's cool. It's just big, but you can kind of tell it's big, even if you didn't know that. That's why it's down here. Then the next... Three, two of them I haven't been to. That's why they're kind of lower. It's Los Angeles, Houston, and D.C. Houston and L.A. I've not been to. I just think L.A. is too touristy. I don't, and like, I don't know. I feel like you're either a tourist or you're a celebrity. I, I think that's kind of weird. I don't feel like you have any real, like, just people that live in L.A. In Houston, I don't know a whole lot about Houston. I know you got space, and I know that you got hurricanes. I know you're closer to the water then. That's why they're down here. I couldn't put them all the way at the bottom because I don't know anything about Houston, really. I do know that 
Houston has football, baseball, basketball, though. And L.A. has all of them. They got football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. They even got a women's basketball team in the Sparks. But D.C., I have been to D.C. It's cool if you want to go for, like, the historical stuff, like the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Monument, or whatever it's called. But if you're not there for that, and you got the museums, if you're not there for all that kind of stuff, there's really nothing else you can really do. They do have football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. They do have sports, which just feels like too small to be that big of a city. And it, I do know it's not very safe. You do got the Pentagon, which is kind of ironic. It's not safe, but you got all these political things. It just seems funny to me. Then we go to tier six. This is our last tier. It's New York and Philly. I just feel like Philly in particular, you can just, it doesn't feel right to be there. It's like very unsafe, I feel like, in the city. It's not a nice city, what I'm trying to say. there's It's dirty. And, I mean, if you love Philly, good for you. It just isn't for me. I'm not a Philly guy. I just, I don't like Philly personally. And New York, I like New York more than Philly. But it is very touristy. And if you, in the not as touristy areas, it, it doesn't feel, it's like Philly. It's not the nicest city. It's very touristy, especially in Times Square. So that was it. And hope you enjoyed that and hope you learned some stuff about football or fantasy or baseball, one of them. And I'll try to do at least one more podcast this month. If you're if we're lucky, I might do two more, but I would I would guess only one more because I start school tomorrow. But I will continue to try to do two podcasts every month. I'm pretty sure I've been doing pretty good at that. But for everyone here at the Press Box Report, I am Tanner Scott signing off. Talk to you again soon.